All right. How many people got their Bibles with them this evening? The whole theme of tonight is about unashamed. Unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Unashamed. Unashamed. Friends, for many people, we live our life under shame when we don't really need to at all. And uh, many people in the Bible um, experienced incredible shame, but never let themselves get unashamed. Uh, Never let shame get a hold of their life. Tonight, what is it that gets around your life? What is it? If you could be or give expression to praise absolutely uninhibited, what would that look like? Friends, I'm going to encourage you tonight. You have got no reason in the world to feel ashamed. It doesn't matter what background you've got. It doesn't matter what's going on inside of your life. And we talk about the presence of God. The presence of the Lord means the face of the Lord. The word presence means face. So we talk about the presence of the Lord. We're talking about that the face of the Lord is in this place, the face of Jesus. The face of Jesus has eyes and and a mouth and all these different things that faces have. (laughs) And tonight, there may be things in your life that you're ashamed of, things in your life that you're trying to hide. But the Bible says that Jesus, his eyes are like a flame of fire, filled with love and compassion. You know, in our lives, there's many rooms in our hearts that sometimes we have rooms that we're, we don't want anyone to go in. Maybe it's the room of our past, or maybe it's a secret sin or something like that. But the Bible clearly says that Jesus Christ, when he hung on the cross, he bore all our sins. He bore all our sicknesses. He bore all our shame. Friends, when you stand before God, if you are a Christian, if you have been born again by the Spirit of God, you have no reason at all to feel ashamed. Says Jesus is here, his presence is here, his face is here. What's his face doing? His face is coming around and, and looking into your life, looking into your heart. And there's nothing that you can hide from him. There's no sin, there's no shame, there's no sickness, there's nothing, there's no failure that you can hide from him. But the most incredible thing about Jesus is this, I believe. That he, although he can see our mistakes. He sees our failures. He sees the things that we are, we're trying to cover. His eyes are still are a flame of love. His heart is still always open to you. And tonight as he's looking here, as he's in this place, why don't you allow him to look into the corners of your heart? And as those eyes look into your heart, you all of a sudden get this feeling that, hey, it's going to be okay, that I'm accepted. What is it that you're trying to cover your life with today? All of us have something to a certain extent. But by the grace and the love of God, He's more than able and more than willing to reach out His hand and to touch you tonight. Tonight I want to read you a story about an uh, incredible man of God. Most of you know the story about David and Goliath. That um, There's this big bad man and... Uh, He was about nine feet tall or something like that. He had a big spear and a big shield and a big sword. And he taunted the Israelites day in, day out, day in, day out. Every day he would come out and taunt them. Every day they would hear this voice, hear this giant booming away, and um, everyone would get scared and run away. 
But David, everybody say, but David. But David. But David. <laughs> but David, David was a man that knew how to encounter the presence of the Lord. He spent time in worship. He allowed the Lord to, to come and to walk with him and to talk with him. He held nothing back from the Lord. And anyway, David comes to the battlefield one day and he says, who is this, this bad man? Who is this Philistine that defies the armies of the Lord? And anyway, kind of a long story short, David comes up and says, I'll take this guy on. A little man against a big man. He says, I come against you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We all know the story that, that David, he, he, he took up that stone and flung that stone and knocked the guy in the head and cut off his head. He brought a whole victory, a, a tremendous victory for a whole nation on one day, just with one boy. What a tremendous victory. That, that story of victory is told all over many churches. Most people know the story of David and Goliath. But what happened after that story was um, everyone started to shout and give him praise and say, hey, David, you've slain, Saul has slain his thousands, but David, he has slain his ten thousands. And, and they started to lift up and give, and, and give David all these accolades and, and give him praise and honor. But then the heart started to turn of different people. And then David went from being a national hero, an international hero, to being a hunted villain. His own countrymen, his own people, his own people that he risked his life to save and brought victory to. The king, King Saul, turned his back on him and started to throw spears and wanted to hunt him down and kill him like a dog. And so David comes to a point where he's got nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Even his friends wanted to kill him. And it says in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 10, it says, David arose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. He actually went to the Philistine army, went to the Philistines, the very people that he'd he just had a major victory over. And the servants of Achish said to him, Is this not David, the king of the land? Did not they come to him, one another, and dances and saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? Isn't this the young person from Bay City Outreach Center? <laughs> Isn't this the young praiser? Isn't this the young person that stands up in their school and sees people saved? Isn't this this older person that stands up in, the, in, the, in their generation? Isn't this this person that stood up and got all these accolades? And isn't that this person that brought about a great victory against us? And then in verse 12 it says, Then David took these words to heart and was very much afraid. How many people at times you've been in circumstances where the pressure has come against your belief as a Christian? Maybe you've made a stand for the Lord at some point. But then all of a sudden the thing, people start to gather around. You feel like you're in a place of, oh, I'm alone. Your own countrymen have deserted you. Your own countrymen have chased you out of the land. You thought you'd go and find some... Uh, refuge in some place else. But again, I mean, what a place to try and find refuge in the place that you just killed the national hero. But then people started to come around and start to challenge his faith. I don't know about you, but I've been in places, I've been times where 
all of a sudden I felt very, very alone. All of a sudden I felt very, very vulnerable. So David is here. He's probably just had a few of his men with him. But all of a sudden as a Christian, sometimes you can start to feel very vulnerable out in the community, especially when you stand up and, and uh, when you're trying to make a difference for the Lord. It comes to this point here where David started to get fear inside of his heart. Incredible. How could a person who single-handedly stood out, ran to a giant, ran to the army, ran to a, a mammoth of a Philistine, bold as brass, you come against me with a, a spear and a big stick, I come against you with the name of the Lord. Ran out there by himself. But now he finds himself in a similar position. In fact, the giant is not there. There's a few Philistines got around him. Started to say words, say words to him that put fear and intimidation inside of his heart. All of a sudden, this, this giant slayer is now starting to come into a place where he's afraid. How many people here tonight, you've come into a place where all of a sudden, your nerves are starting to get tested? Maybe you've had some victories in your life. Maybe you've had some incredible victories and incredible acts of bravery, but you find yourself into a position where all of a sudden you start to feel ashamed or start to feel scared, start to feel afraid. See, shame. When people are ashamed, most of the time they're afraid. There's a fear inside of their life, a fear of being found out, a fear of being found out and being found wanting. And so in verse 13, it says, so David changed his behavior before them. All of a sudden, you got this young boy who was full of faith. And all of a sudden, he gets intimidated by a few Philistines. And so he starts to feel afraid and starts to cover up. One of the ways he covered up was he started to change his behavior. Many times where when people have become ashamed or people have become fearful, they start to cover up and start to change their behavior in order to try and fit in or to try and divert the crowd. And it says here, so he changed his behavior before them. And he pretended to be mad. <laughs> Fear and got so, such a grip of him. Here is this man that single-handedly destroyed a Philistine in front of a whole army. And now he's afraid of the very people that he defeated. So much so that he started to change his behavior and pretended to be mad. <laughs> Have you ever done like, something like that? Sometimes I've been, yeah, been in situations where I felt like I was going mad. <laughs> but he started to change his behavior and started to and pre pretended to be mad. In fact, what he would do, he would lie on the floor and started scratching the floor and started, the Bible says that saliva was pouring out the side of his mouth. He was pretending. <laughs> Often I've found myself into positions, and maybe you have too, where you get great victories, but you come into a place where you all of a sudden feel really unnerved, and start, so you start to change your behavior. I haven't actually gone, done that. I haven't actually got on the floor and, and dribbled and, <laughs> and babbled and carried on. I haven't done that before. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. And then Achis said to his servants, look at this man. He's insane. He's a nutter. 
Why have you brought him to me? Have I got need of madmen? Do I need to have mad people around my life? I'm a king. I don't need to have mad people around this, me. Have I need of this madman that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? So therefore, David departed from them and escaped to a cave. What a fall from grace. What a, a fall to go from to be a national hero to where not only uh, enemies don't want you, which is obvious, going from a national hero where people are singing, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Gone from a hero down to pretending to be a, a madman in a Philistine city. No one wanted him, so he had to find himself a cave to live in. But it's an incredible piece of history right now. Because at this time, David made some decisions. And there's a psalm I want to read to you this evening. It's in Psalm chapter 25. In fact, all through a lot of these psalms, he says these words. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my Lord, I trust in you. Everybody say the word trust. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. There's another one in verse 20 of, verse, of chapter 25. Keep my soul and deliver me. For let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. In chapter 35, verse 5. 34, verse 5. And I sought the Lord. And this is the time where he was in playing the madman, where David pretended to be mad. And he says these words in verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear of it and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not put to shame. This is a place where David was pretending to be a madman, but yet his people were around him, were not put to shame. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and trust him and delivers them. I taste and see that the Lord is good, and blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. We shall not be put to shame. Friends, it doesn't matter what you're going through in your life right now. As David was in a place, at an incredible low point in his life, one thing he did was he made a decision that he'll continue to trust the Lord. Maybe you're in a place, maybe it's a personal part of your life that you're feeling ashamed. But tonight we're talking about I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Tonight, why don't you make a decision inside that you will trust the Lord, even though it may look bad, even though it may look a bit scary when you step out into your school, when you step out into the marketplace, when you step out into the land, when you step out onto the battlefield. Sometimes it looks a bit scary. But as David says, 
I will trust the Lord. Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. He shall not be put to shame. Tonight you have a decision. Tonight you have a decision. We have a decision as a church. The decision is this. If I stick my neck out, if I stand up for the gospel, will I be put to shame? If I stand up for the things of God, if I stand up and say, I'm a Christian, would I be put to shame? Friends, I'm telling you, people may laugh at you, people may mock at you for a while, but you will not be put to shame. If your trust is in the Lord, the Bible says you will not be put to shame. Even though where people may encamp around you and, and say words that may scare you and frighten you, you will not be put to shame if your hope and your trust is in the Lord. Tonight I believe that God has got a tremendous plan for our lives. God has got a tremendous uh, job for us to do out into the community. But we cannot accomplish that job. We cannot see the kingdom of God come into our community. We cannot bring hope and peace and, and freedom into people's lives if we're ashamed about what we believe. We all agree with it in principle, but actually, can we trust the Lord? Friends, I can tell you I've been in situations where I felt like I was a failure. I felt like I felt fear around my life, but I made a decision. It doesn't matter what people say or do, Lord. My hope and my trust will be in you. Because I know that you're the hope. You're the only hope for a lost and dying generation. And if I allow shame to get around my life, if I allow fear and failure to get around my life, there's no way I'm going to make a difference. Tonight, friends, you have got no reason at all to carry shame. You've got no reason to be ashamed. The question is, will you trust the Lord? Can you trust the Lord, my friends? Yes, you can. Maybe you're here this evening and you haven't given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you trust the Lord to save your soul and to make you clean? Yes, you can. All you have to do is put your hand up and say, Lord, I trust you tonight. I trust you with my life. Tonight as we finish up this evening and we're going to give the Lord some praise. We're going to fill this place with praise one more time. What is it that has got around your life? Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's the fear of being ridiculed, the fear of being put to shame. You're not actually being put to shame. You're just afraid of it. Why don't you trust the Lord tonight, my friend? Why don't you step out of the boat and trust the Lord? Why don't you make a decision to stand up for the things that you profess that you believe in? Let's carry the gospel of Jesus Christ into our community. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of salvation. I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm not ashamed of this Jesus. Why? Because I know he is the hope, the only hope of a dying generation in our community tonight. Friends, if we cannot cut loose in this place tonight and a whole bunch of people that are generally Christians and love the Lord, if we're too ashamed to just jump up a little bit, make a little bit of noise, how much more will we be afraid to reach our community? Tonight, why don't you trust the Lord? Trust Him with your finances. You won't be put to shame. Trust Him with your soul. You will not be put to shame. Trust Him with your life. You will not be put to shame. 
Blessed are those whose trust is in the Lord. They shall not be, they shall not be ashamed. Tonight, where is your trust? Where is your hope? Jesus said these words, whoever tries to save his life shall lose it. If you try and save your life by, by covering up, by covering the things that you're ashamed of, covering up fear, you will miss out on the life that God has for you. But Jesus said, whoever loses his life for my sake, whoever trusts in me, whoever loses, who let go, lets go of fear and control and puts their trust in my hands, whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. Friend, if you would trust the Lord with your life tonight by just a simple act of praising Him, if you would trust the Lord by stepping out into the community, you will find a life that you've never, ever found before. Why don't you trust the Lord with your life tonight?